Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. It's Justin Hahnemann. This is the ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright ideas. And today we are talking recycling. I know. It's like a very, very cool topic. It's a hot space to be in right now. And we haven't covered it yet on the Contender Cast. And so I am really excited because Tom Zaki's on the podcast today. He is the CEO of TerraCycle. Tom, it is awesome having you. Thanks for joining. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time. So, all right, Tom, TerraCycle, talk about the company and what you're doing in the recycling space and how you got this thing started. Absolutely. Well, if we fast forward to today, we're about 15 years into our business and have, uh, knock on wood, uh, sustained straight growth uh, throughout. And today, uh, TerraCycle operates in 21 countries around the world. And what we do, we have three major business units, all revolving around the idea of eliminating the idea of waste. And so our first business unit asks the question, is that object, you know, which could be a package or a product, could be B2C, B2B, whatever, recyclable today? And if it isn't, which is unfortunately the case for the majority of products, we figure out how to nationally collect and recycle that object. Uh, we do that with everything from cigarette butts to dirty diapers to flexible food packaging, cosmetics, and you know, many, many other things. Then our uh, second major business unit asks the question, uh, not can something be recycled, but instead can it be made from recycled material? Ah, and interesting. There, uh, we do things like, uh, you know, run the world's largest supply chain for ocean plastic, where we collect ocean plastic all over the world and integrate it into things like, you know, the head and shoulders bottle or fairy dish soap bottle and many other examples. And then in the final thing, uh, our third major business unit, uh, which is actually launching at the uh, World Economic Forum this uh, January, and it's called Loop. And it's all about how do we move uh, products and packages away from being disposable, like more or less what everything in the world is today, to being ultra durable. Uh, and that's happening for all your favorite products from you know number one brand in ice cream to orange juice to you name it. And all of this revolves around how do you eliminate the very idea of waste. Wow. Well, I mean, what an incredible space to be in and what a growth area. How did you even get into this business? I know you said 15 years, but you know, when it started, did you know I'm going to be a recycling guy? Well, to be honest, no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, I uh, uh, love entrepreneurship. I have to say, you know, from a very young age, I started my first company when I was 14. You know, didn't wasn't anything big, but you know, had some revenue. And to me, I think business, you know, it's the most powerful vehicle for change. Uh, uh, I think it's more powerful than war, than politics, than disease. Um, but, and here's the key but, is, is that change good or is it bad, right? And I think the challenge is if business is only focused on the idea of profit maximization, then it could be good, but it could be bad. You know, a good Absolutely. example is there's a whole industry of, you know, pharmaceutical companies out there who buy existing uh, pharmaceutical companies who did all the R&D, you know, and built amazing drugs, you know, for uh, people who really need them. And then all they do is buy it and up the price. Well, that's very profitable, but is that a good thing, right? And to me, the challenge was, how do we create a business? Uh, and that's what TerraCycle is all about, that oozes doing the right thing. In fact, we don't do anything that isn't furthering this concept of eliminating waste, but does that under a for-profit model so that it can scale, it can attract investors, it can really, you know, grow big. And that's, was the confluence of how to, uh, you know, and, and why I decided to focus on really this idea of social business. I love that. Well, and, and what was the first product out the door as you were looking to get started? How did you decide what was it and, and, and how to focus in that space? Absolutely. So, and, 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 you know, and you raise a good question because the first thing we do, we did, we don't even do today anymore. Ah, uh, interesting. And, okay. Uh, so we started actually uh, as a company that took organic waste, okay. fed it to worms, 
took the worm poop uh, and packaged it in used soda bottles and then sold that at you know, Walmart and Home Depot and whatnot. We were effectively a fertilizer company, and that was our first three, four years. Wow. And we stopped that, not because it wasn't successful from a business point of view. It was. You know, right. we, uh, at our peak, were about $6 million a year in worm poop, but we, we realized that it's not going to foundationally accomplish our mission. Because if you make a product from waste, then the product is de facto the hero. Right. Uh, and then you're going to pick the very best type of ingredients. Even if it's waste, you'll pick the very best type of garbage. And we realized by doing that, we're never going to solve dirty diapers. We're never going to solve cigarette butts. We're never going to solve chewing gum. All things we do today. So we effectively wound that down and uh, 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 created you know, what I described we are today. Got it. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing because you weren't like the, the scientist you know, in starting the business, you had to surround yourself with people that really knew this business. And so like, what were the one or two like key hires that you had to think about when you decided, you know, I'm going to be in recycling and really do it right? You know, it's a good question. And, and the way I would answer this, uh, this is that, you know, it's, uh, it's all about surrounding yourself with really good people. And it wasn't necessarily one specific hire or another one, but it was always the idea of bringing people around to help you know, fulfill the dream. At the beginning, you know, when I was a freshman at college starting the company, that was my friends. Then it moved to, you know, people who I could inspire uh, about the business, but really could pay super low salaries to because we weren't, you know, had hardly money to spend. And so that was, you know, the job. And then now it's, you know, we have a professional, uh, you know, team and good compensation and all that and, you know, uh, hundreds of employees. But each time it's always about surrounding yourself with the right people who can then accomplish the mission because as the leader, you tend not to do per se that much. Um, and you, and you end up spending most of your time convincing people, uh, around the idea and motivating them around the idea. And, uh, that becomes very important from day one till, you know, day, day, day X. Yeah. And so for those of you listening that may not know Tom's story, you, Tom, you started this business in your dorm room, right? At Princeton. That's right. Yeah. Right. So how do you, and I mean, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs, people that either have started a business or thought about it. Like, how did you make that move? And talk about maybe the funding piece of it. How did you decide when to take capital and how to find investors and kind of grow the idea? You know, it's interesting you ask about that. So at the very beginning, the very, very beginning, it was hard to raise capital from investors. So we entered in one business plan contest, of which there are still many to this day. And uh, we raised our first hundred grand doing that. So, you know, a good amount of money and, and, you know, through a few contests and learned a lot, by the way, in the process. Then we started going after more what you'd call traditional investors, legally, that's sort of like Reg D investment, which is, you know, uh, high net worth individuals, could be family offices, could be um, uh, funds and so on. And we raised, you know, in total over a number of rounds, about 20 million uh, doing that. Then, and our next sort of capital uh, approach was then we started going after, as we got a little bigger, strategic partners. So uh, around the world today, in almost every country we operate, the largest garbage companies have bought into our business. So for example, Waste Connections, the largest garbage company in Canada, owns 25% of TerraCycle Canada. In, the, in Europe, Suez, which is the largest in the world, you know, bought a third of our Western European operation. But What's really interesting is that we're actually right now in the middle of, uh, of two financings we're running in parallel. Um, and one could be really interesting you know, to, uh, to your listeners, which is called a Regulation A-plus financing. It's through the JOBS Act uh, that came out a number of years ago. And uh, it's, if you simplify it, it's crowdfunding for equity. So you know, in Kickstarter, you're not getting ownership in the company you're uh, patronizing. You just may get their product uh, early. With Regulation A financing, uh, you can actually – 
uh, sell equity in your company, uh, 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 and you don't have to sell to only accredited investors, which, simply speaking, are rich people. Now, the way to protect people, we do have to file with the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, which is a big process, and uh, uh, so, you know, so we have to do that. That creates the protection. But today, you know, I think we're raising right now about $25 million, uh, into uh, TerraCycle US, uh, uh, and anyone out there you know, can go to ownterracycle.com, uh, download the SEC filing, and uh, invest, and the minimum investment is $700, so it's very approachable. Wow, very affordable. Um, yeah, and that's a great way, you know, to uh, to fund a company. If if that was available ten years ago, I would have probably started with that sort of thing. Sure. Um, you know, so so uh, you know that's a really you know, that that's at least the pattern of where we are. And what's also nice about the regulation A plus is because you have to file with the SEC. It's sort of like a warm up to be going public. You sure, know? Um, that's true. You know, if you're public, you have to do quarterly reports to the SEC. As a in our state, we have to do reports every six months. So it's sort of like a you know junior league of, uh, the of uh, an going. IPO. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you get your finance operations, you know, compliance team, uh, 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 you know, in the mode. Got it. Well, and I, I was doing some homework on this before the podcast, and it the Regulation A offering allows companies to crowdsource up to fifty million dollars in capital growth while still remaining private. Pretty awesome opportunity. And one that I don't hear much about. Why don't why are why don't we hear more about that in the you know it's startup it's, space? It's brand new. Okay. It's brand new. It's uh, that's really the only reason is that it's only been around for a few years, um, or not even. I think like a year and a half, if I had to guess. Uh, and so you know that's that's the basic reason. It's just a new idea, and that's why we haven't heard too much about. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, so a lot of our listeners are probably saying, "Okay, I know recycling. Yeah, it's like I put the bag out and the green can, you know, the green can out front of my house, or in the bottles that I put into the little recycling bins at work." But beyond that, I really don't understand the business. So, talk about the business of recycling and where you guys fit into that. Sure, absolutely. So, recycling. If you think about a normal waste management company today. The way it works is it first looks at all the garbage out there and it's mines from the garbage what they can make money at after the cost of collecting it and processing it. And that's what we call recycling. Um, and what garbage companies can make money at mining from your waste is things like aluminum cans, uh, certain plastics, certain paper, a certain glass. Uh, but in fact, in the U.S., it's going down because oil prices are decreasing and the markets for these materials are decreasing because China has stopped buying it. So is Vietnam and other places. Um, and then everything else, the garbage industry looks at how can they destroy as cheaply as humanly possible. So, and that's landfilling and that's incineration. And that's the garbage industry today. At TerraCycle, we try to invert that. We're sort of like the anti-waste management company. It's why actually waste management companies have bought into us. So we say, no, 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 we're going to recycle the non-recyclable. Now, mind you, those are all economically unviable to recycle, but we're going to do it by basically getting stakeholders to pay that economic difference. Uh, so Pampers funds diaper recycling through us, or Colgate funds oral, uh, funds oral care recycling, or L'Oreal cosmetic recycling, and so on and so forth. Um, uh, or retailers, you know, at Target, you can recycle your car seats with us uh, at Target or Kiehl's boutiques, you know, cosmetics and so on and so forth. And, you know, if you go to the second model at TerraCycle, you know, it's all about integrating unique materials, but all materials people usually don't play with because they don't make necessarily economic sense. Like I mentioned ocean plastic with, uh, you know, Procter & Gamble with Head & Shoulders and, you know, these other brands we work with. It actually, ocean plastic is a very expensive uh, plastic to get because you have to collect it literally by hand from the ocean, process it. It's a whole thing. Um, in the case of Head and Shoulders, which is an iconically white package in color, there is this one had to go uh, gray in color uh, because ocean plastic is deteriorated. And so we have to, in all these cases, be very good at how to generate 
value for these partners. So they do what is, uh, uh, you know, not on the, on the surface doesn't necessarily make economic sense. And we do that by really broadening the scope and figuring out how will that be a really big win for uh, the partner. Um, and that is sort of the inverse of how normal waste management looks at the universe because there it's just, how do I deal with the problem quickly and cheaply? Or if there's a little value there, how do I pick it up? Sure. And then when you think about, that's so helpful, by the way, just to understand the industry. And when you think about your competitors in this space, are there many that are in this you know, high growth, I'll call it inverted view of world of recycling, or is it more traditional recycling companies? Or what, what do you see from the landscape perspective? Oh, there, so there is no direct competitor to TerraCycle uh, uh, today, um, frankly, for better or worse. Well, I'd say <laughs> for true. better for me as the CEO of TerraCycle, sure. worse for people in general. Right. You want competition. And I think there isn't competition because garbage is not a sexy industry. I mean, sure. you said it on your introduction. So the first time you've had a waste management. I company, know. Well, right? I mean, just isn't that sort of nuts? <laughs> That's right. But I bet you've had more than one tech company. I have had several. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. You, so you see what I mean, right? Yeah. Garbage is something that like parents would discourage their kids from getting into, you know, and because it's sort of stigmatized and frankly, we are as you know, animals built to be repulsed by it, right? Sure. Like, you know, we have toilets to get our poop <laughs> away from us as fast as possible. <laughs> And that also breeds to, you know, do people want to get involved in it? Do people want to be in the business of it? Right. The business of garbage. I love it. Well, you, you know, 15 years, you, you've learned a lot. And I always love to ask our guests, like, what have been like two or three of the biggest lessons learned? Uh, you know, remember, a lot of our listeners are entrepreneurs or, or folks out there really doing great things. Share some of the, the biggest things maybe you've learned over that time. Look, I think the... A couple of things. You know, the first, it's very important to have a center purpose. You know, we're very purpose-driven, and our center purpose of TerraCycle is to eliminate the idea uh, of waste. And you want to be fierce on that and not ever let that go. And we, that has never changed. Even one word of it hasn't ever changed since we started. But what, how we do it and what we do is very flexible and will constantly evolve depending on where we are, you know, in time and, and so on and, you know, what's relevant. So I think having that center purpose is very important. I also think having a purpose that is not just money-making, but helps society or the planet or ideally right. both is critically, no question critically in your valuable. Business. I mean, yeah. wow. No, but, and I'd say anywhere, right? I think sure. the more you have that, the more yeah, you're going to uh, succeed. Not that you couldn't do it without it, but with it, it's really powerful. I also think there's something a lot, you know, a lot to be said for just to do. Um, a lot of entrepreneurs like to talk, you know, and that <laughs> never sure. leads to action. And I think do, even if it's an optimal, start because then you're going to learn, you're going to grow, and you're going to be more optimal. And that's one that I hear often is a lot of people think about it for a long time or take too much time to make it perfect for the first time around. And then they find they could have done something uh, much quicker and learn from it. Well, and as our listeners you know, are, are wanting to get engaged and learn more about your business or, or, or connect with you, what's the best way to do that? Well, so the uh, best way, there's two ways uh, uh, to uh, uh, to work with us. Um, one is go to TerraCycle.com and you know, please uh, feel free to recycle your waste through us that you couldn't recycle before. There's many free programs. Check those out first. Those are all funded by you know major brands and retailers. And there's also paid programs, you know, so if you don't see something that's sponsored, please, you know, uh, consider, uh, you know, paying to recycle whatever you uh, can't recycle locally. Then, uh, in addition to that, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we are raising capital into TerraCycle US right now, which is a, you know, profitable, uh, growing business. And people can learn about that by going to ownterracycle.com. And I, I really recommend that if you do consider that, please download the SEC filing and read and, you know, get to know what it's all about before making any investment. That is so, so cool. And then what have you found, like, from an interest perspective? I would guess there's a lot of interest in this space. It's good. It's been really good. You know, we've, uh, we're well over a million dollars raised and we 
just you know recently started and uh, uh, you know more comes in every day uh, you know from conscientious folks you know even you know making small investments maybe a thousand bucks or you know not necessarily large chunks but it's really good to have you know uh, a nice diverse group of investors who really believe in the uh, mission of TerraCycle. That is so awesome. Well, Tom, I love the story. I love the business and where it's going. And I just really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Well, it's my absolute pleasure. It was a great. It was a lot of fun chatting with you. Thanks, Tom. The Contender Cast is powered by Symmetrics Group and the Bunnell Idea Group. You can download additional Contender Cast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the Contender Cast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.